0: Shadow knows. <laughs> Once again, we bring you the thrilling adventures of... The Shadow. The hard and relentless fight of one man... ...against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to prove to old and young alike... ...that crime... Does not pay. <laughs> the shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston. Wealthy young man about town. The Shadow uses his hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the Shadow belongs. Today's story Return to Life. My name is Henry Rexall. I want to tell you of an experience I'll never forget as long as I live. And I'm sure you'll never forget it either. The wind is moaning faintly through the dense foliage on top of lonely Hurricane Hill. Like a brooding giant, the hill towers over the vast stretch of land below, where sleep the dead in Cedarwood Cemetery... Perched precariously near the apex of Hurricane Hill is my small home. The mournful peal of the bells in the deserted chapel in Cedarwood Cemetery drifts upward to me on the night air. Suddenly the headlamps of my car pierce the blackness of the night. My racing engine thunders in the silence. I turn into the driveway of my little home. A faint, eerie mist drifts in from the open sea. Casting a veil over a pale moon. I light from my car. Gather my overcoat about me. I start towards the rear door of my home. Suddenly from the foliage, a figure appears. A figure with a countenance of death. And the look of a departed. The figure speaks. Henry Rexel. Henry Rexel. What? What was that? Don't you recognize me, Henry? Who is it? Who's speaking? One who was very close to you. I... I know the voice, but... No. It can't be. It's impossible. Yes, Henry. It's your cousin, John Ladway. What? You! But my, my cousin is dead. He was buried four years ago. Yes, Henry... I'm dead, and I was buried four years ago. But I have been called from my grave. Called from your grave? I... I don't understand. There is a new force in the world. A man with the power to raise the dead. I am only the first of many who will walk the earth for all eternity. For all eternity? Walk the earth forever. No, no, no. Do you recognize me now, cousin? Uh, Why, yes. Yes, you are my cousin, John Ladway. Go back. Oh, go back to your grave. Back to your rest. No, Henry. That I can never do again. I must walk here for all eternity. Oh, don't come near me. Go away! Oh, go away! Oh! Now, Miss Lane, Cranston, what's on your collective minds? Well, I've been confronted by a problem that's, well, completely baffled me. I'm afraid I need your help. Well, <laughs> now, don't tell me that the great amateur criminologist is coming to the poor old police commissioner for aid. Well, it amounts to just about that. I'm so ashamed of him, Commissioner. Oh, no. Margot, please, now, don't rub it in. Well, what is it? What is it? What's the case? A murder case. Murder? When? Where? Alex? Why doesn't well, somebody tell me that? Now let me finish. This is a most unusual case. Now... If you're going to be of help to me, I want the calm, cool West and the master sleuth. All right, all right. I'm calm. Well, tell him about it, Lamont. Well, the scene of the crime is a deserted sandpit. Eh? Yes. Stretched out in front of the pit is the body of a man. In his hand is a revolver. Beside him is an empty poison bottle. Around his neck is a hangman's noose. A knife is found between his ribs and his head is dented by a blow from a lead pipe. Knife? Lead pipe? Why, that's the worst crime I've ever heard of. Where, where, where did this happen? Well, I'm coming to that. Now, first, will you promise to help me solve it? Yes, 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 of course. That's my job, man. Come on, tell me. Where did this happen? In this picture magazine. Well, of course, then I'll get my... What? That magazine? Yes, Commissioner. You've seen those photo crimes they publish. You mean... Uh... <clears throat> Franklin, I ought to throw you out of (laughs) here (laughs) on your ear. (laughs) Now, Commissioner... Now, remember, Weston, you promised to help (laughs) me. I'll help you. I'll help you right out of the door. (laughs) Come in. You busy, Commissioner? I should say not. What's bothering you, Maguire? That Henry Rexall. We've kissed him for half an hour. still insists he saw a ghost, does he? Ghost? Hmm, That sounds interesting. Excuse me, will you please? Oh. Go on, McGuire. Well, he not only insists he saw his dead cousin, but he says there'll be a lot of other people raised from the dead. What's all this about, Commissioner? Ghosts? People being raised from the dead? Oh, some fellow by the name of Rexall. Henry Rexall came in here this morning insisting he saw a cousin of his who was buried four years ago. He babbled about some new power in the world that's great enough to raise the dead. Is that the same Henry Rexall who owns the laundry out on Charles Street? Hmm, nice fellow. I know him. Pretty level-headed type. Not the kind to simply imagine things. It was a foggy night. He probably saw one of the neighbors' stray cars, Maguire. Uh, yes, sir. You better take this Rexall to the reception house. Have the doctors look at his cranium. <laughs> I think he has got a couple of kinks in it. Oh, just a minute, Commissioner. May I talk to Rexall? Now, for the love of Mike Cranston, are you going to tell me that there's something to this man's story? Well, there might be. In fact, I think there is. I think I'd better send you over so the doctors can take a look at your head, too. Take Rexel to the hospital, if Right, All right, Commissioner. Commissioner, you may think I'm talking nonsense, but don't be too surprised if someday you wake up to the realization that Henry Rexel's not entirely mad. Henry Rexel, I want to talk to you. What? Who's speaking? Don't be alarmed. I'm here to help you. Who are you? I am the Shadow. The Shadow? But where are you speaking from? I'm right here in your hospital room. I I don't see you. Is this some trick to prove me demented? No man has ever seen the Shadow, Rexel. I cloud men's minds so that they cannot see me. Why do you come here to me? I want you to tell me about your dead cousin. No, no. I I won't talk about that. You must if I'm to help you. How do I know this is not a trick? You don't. You'll just have to trust me. Well? All right. All right, I'll tell. Good. First of all, have you any enemies who wish to harm you? No, not that I know of. Besides, I'm certain that was my cousin. Then, if this is your cousin, how is it possible for him to return to life? No, no, I I can't tell you. I, I don't know what power is loose in the world. It might destroy me if I talk. Well, just tell me this. Why are you so certain that it was your cousin you saw? I'm positive. I saw his face. And there's no doubt in your mind about his identity? None whatever. This is an amazing statement you make, Rexel. I don't doubt your sincerity. I'm sure there's something to what you say. I hope the shadow can find an answer. Is that Malcolm Peters, director of the Amalgamated National Bank? Yes, who's speaking? Your nephew was killed in a car accident six years ago. Well? The voice you hear now has the power to raise the dead from their earthly rest. What an outrageous statement. So, Mr. Peters, you think it outrageous, eh? Outrageous that the dead should want to know life once more? Get off this phone, man. You must be a crank to talk like this. There was another who disbelieved. But he saw and was convinced. What is this? Is it, if, if you're playing some sort of a joke... This is no joke. You see, it is my wish that through you and your dead nephew, I shall demonstrate my power beyond a question of doubt. What? What do you want? Nothing. Nothing at all. I don't understand. The world must know of my absolute power. What do you intend to do? Listen to what I say, Peter. The bells in the old deserted chapel at the far end of Cedarwood Cemetery will toll tonight. Yes? At precisely that moment... Your nephew will rise from his grave what? Yes he will rise from his grave to begin a journey that has no ending. What do you mean? Just as he died he will walk the earth forever. No no you you can't do that. Good night Mr. Peters. Wait, what is it you want? Tell me man. Hello! 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 Oh, what can I. I know. Hello? Hello, Lamont? Yes. This is Malcolm Peters. Oh, hello, Malcolm. How are you? Listen, Lamont. I've got to see you right away. Why, something wrong? I've just received the most horrible threat a man could possibly receive. Threat? Yes. Tell me about them. What's it all about? Well, a mysterious voice on the telephone just informed me that tonight my nephew is to be raised from the dead. We'll return to this latest adventure of the shadow in just a minute. But first, your announcer. And now, back to the shadow. It is night, and the eerie quiet of the Cedarwood Cemetery is disturbed by the steady crunching of footsteps as Margot Lane, Lamont Cranston, and Malcolm Peters make their way along the broad path flanked by the tombstones of the dead. Where's your nephew's grave, Malcolm? Quite some distance down this path here. Wait a minute. What is it, Lamont? Somebody or something's coming. Hey there! Stand where you are! Who is it? It's the caretaker of the cemetery, old Pop Grumsfeld. Uh, who, who are you? What are you doing prowling around this cemetery at this hour of the night? It's all right, Pop. I'm just going to look at my nephew's grave. Hey, Who are you? Malcolm Peters. Oh, oh, Mr. Peters, I am sorry. I didn't recognize you. I know. I should have told you we were coming. I had to keep my eyes open, you know. Strange things are happening around here these nights. Yes, I can well understand. Very strange things. You you don't mind if I don't go along with you to the grave? It's quite a walk and I'm not as spry as I once was. It's all right, Pop. You go on back to your cottage. Oh, thank you, Mr. Peaches. Uh, good, night. Good, night. good night. Good night. The old fellow's on the job, isn't he? Yes, a good thing, under the present circumstances. You gave me quite a start. thanks for getting along. It's quite a walk and it's late. Here we are. A grave just behind that statue of the black angel. Come along, Cranston. Right. Cranston! Look! Look! It's open! Yes. The grave is open and empty. Stand back, Maven. My nephew. Listen, It's the bells in the old chapel at the other end of the cemetery. Exactly as he said. My nephew roamed the earth when the bells rang. <sighs> What's the matter, Margot? Look! There, by that family mausoleum. Somebody's passing around. Cranston, do you suppose it's... it's... Steady, Malcolm, steady. Uncle. Uncle. Look at me, Uncle. Quiet. It's the voice of Robert. Yes, Uncle. It's Robert, your nephew. Come closer, Robert. I, I must see you. I must be sure. Then look, Uncle. Look. Oh. Malcolm. To all eternity, until the end of time itself. I must walk the earth as I am now. But why, my boy, why? Because you, Uncle, have questioned the great power. And I must suffer for your defiance until time shall end. No, no, tell me how I can help you. Tell me, tell me. What help there is for me rests with the power that brought me from my grave. How can I reach this power? I'll make any amends. That I do not know. I can only do as I am bid. I have a long road before me. I must go now. Goodbye, Uncle. No, wait. Goodbye. No, wait, Robert. Tell me how I can help you. Tell me. Robert, tell me. But I tell you, Mr. Madison, there was nothing else I could do. Who'd believe the dead could be raised from the grave? Weston, the state government, have used this matter very seriously. You could at least have conducted a routine investigation. I hardly think that would have helped much at the time, Mr. Matheson. The case was too young. Cranston, you were at the cemetery with Malcolm Peters. What about this old church at far end of the ground? I found nothing of importance there. Nothing but broken walls and a very shaky belfry. Of course, I haven't... Excuse me, gentlemen. Yes, yeah, certainly. Hello? Yeah, Yes? <laughs> I, I believe the government is somewhat disturbed by recent events uh, Who's speaking? Ah, you seek to destroy. What? <laughs> uh, just a minute, quiet. Oh, sorry. Uh, what was that you said? Never mind. The important thing is what I'm going to say now. Go on. If you persist in your efforts to interfere with my plans... I will raise the entire dead population of the city. I will make them walk the earth and carry the pains and mourns of death for all time. The entire dead? Man, you must be mad even to think of such a thing. When the bell in the old chapel rings tonight, I will raise your predecessor, the late Honorable Cabinet Minister Leonard Halbert, from his grave. Look here now. I warn if you, if you... If you dare to interfere... Then I shall bid the other dead to rise and walk. Wait a minute. Hold on. Phew. What's the matter, Mr. Matheson? It was the voice. The one that spoke to Malcolm Peters. What? What? He's going to raise the body of the Honourable Leonard Halbert tonight. Leonard Halbert? Good heavens. The man said he could raise all the dead. Keep well over to the side Margot. I don't want Weston to know we're here just yet. The police are way over on the other side of the cemetery, aren't they? Yes, Margot. Oh, why don't they hide closer to Halbert's grave? Because, Margot, this pyre has everyone, including Weston, bluffed. They're afraid. The possibility of all the dead walking the earth is not a pleasant thing to contemplate. Vermont. Yes? Suppose he did make good his threat. Suppose all these graves started to open now. We'd be surrounded by the dead. Oh, you see, Margot, I told you to stay at home. Lamont, do you think it could happen? I don't know, Margot. Only time will tell. Step in here off the path. Look, Margot. There's the tomb of the late Leonard Halvut. I imagine this is far enough. We can keep our eye on the tomb from here. Nice way to spend a quiet evening, I must say. You hear that, Margot? The chapel bell. Things should begin to happen at any second now. What's that light, Lamont? The spot lamp from a police patrol car. I'm afraid Weston's going to ruin things for himself once again. If you didn't think so, you wouldn't be here. Look, oh, Marco the tomb the market's opening up yes the police spot lamps picked it out there's something rising out of the tomb this is the demonstration the mystery voice promised come on it is in it Albert. I remember him on, Weston him. and his men are closing, God, closing in but it won't do them any good go to watch the, you the tomb Marco the ghost is coming our way yes, just as I expected now you stay here Marco Look, leave don't me. be afraid you stay where you are the shadow's going to make the acquaintance of the great power. I won't be long. But, Monty. I... <laughs> oh, stupid fools. They'll never find me in this mausoleum. This ought to teach them a lesson. <laughs> no doubt it will. But perhaps you must be taught a lesson, too. <laughs> Oh, the voices. I can hear the voices again. What's that? You can hear the voices again? Yes. Oh, they visit with me from time to time. They're my friends. They often tell me what to do in carrying out my great plan. But you're a new voice. I don't remember you. I am the voice. From the shadows. Voice from the shadows. Yes, you're a new one. Uh, What do you want with me? Grumsel, I want you to tell me what this great plan of yours is. There's there's no reason why I can't tell you, voice. You see, the dead are my companions, my friends. And through them, I can become all-powerful. How, Grumsel? How? By simply attacking the living through fear. Fear of what lies beyond the grave. For years i waited for the time to strike. Studied voices, mannerisms, characteristics... ...so that I could imitate people even after death has claimed them. Then that accounts for your clever impersonations of John Ladway and Malcolm Peter's nephew, Robert. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's right. One more question. Where did you get the death mask of the late Leonard Halbert, which you are wearing? Perfect, isn't it? In every respect. <laughs> I see you admire true artistry. Well, voice, I made it, as I made all the other masks. In my youth, I was one of the greatest wax figure artists in all Europe. It appears you've lost little of your skill. Thank you. You and I shall be close friends. It's a matter of fact, You, from your position in the shadows, can be of great aid to me in directing my course of activity. I'll do my best to help you, Grumsel. I'm tired. I should rest, perhaps, but I haven't the time. So, voice, I I shall rely on you for help and advice. Grumsel, I will help you. I'm going to open the door of this mausoleum and turn you over to men who will place you in an institution where you will receive the attention you need. A place where your sick, distorted mind will have a chance to heal. You've delved into a medium that is not man's to enter. I still don't understand one point, Lamont. What's that, Margo? Well, Grumsell was right near us. How could he ring the chapel bell at the same moment? Oh, well, that was simple enough. He had a long, thin wire attached to the bell hammer. It was so thin he could play it out like a piece of thread. I imagine that Commissioner Weston is convinced by this time that Henry Rexall's sanity is not affected. <laughs> Weston had better start worrying about his own sanity, Margot. What do you mean? Well, when I left headquarters this morning, he had a dummy stretched out on the floor with a revolver in his hand, a knife in his ribs, a poison <laughs> bottle in his. Oh, Lamont, Is he still trying to solve that photo crime? He's trying to solve it. <laughs> Just as I left, I heard it rumoured that Weston had posted a notice on the bulletin board, stating that the first man who brings in a clue to the murderer's identity will be promoted to sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> Before telling you more of the Shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil, a word from our announcer. Next week, same time, same station, we'll bring you another story in the Shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen... This feature is produced by Reg Johnston of Grace Gibson Radio Productions. A masterpiece of suspense. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.